Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. As I was thinking about what to do for summer Sundays, I was really stirred to talk about one Old Testament passage from 1 Samuel chapter 14, and we are going to turn there because I'm going to preach, obviously, off of the Word of God. And this is a time where the Philistines just keep coming out against David and against, sorry, against Saul and, and against the armies of Israel. And um, if we can turn to 1 Samuel chapter 14, we're just going to read a few verses in the last 15 minutes of this service. Now, it happened one day when... Um, Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who bore his armour, come, let us go over to the Philistines' camp that's on the other side. But he didn't tell his father, the king, Saul. So Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armour, come, let us go over to the garrison of the pagans, the uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. It may be. Let's give it a go. It's a bit like Quill in that passage. He said, I have a plan. And they said, what sort of a plan? He said, well, uh, about, about 10%, 12% of a plan. That's not a plan, that's a concept. <laughs> well, it's better than 11%. <laughs> it's like, let's do something. Yeah. No one's doing anything. Everyone's just shaking in their boots, hiding under trees and in rocks and in caves. Someone's got to do something. I've got a plan. That's not a plan. Well, it's something. Have you ever been there? You think, I've got to say something. I've got to do something. I've got to believe something. And, you know, there are times when we have a very clear word from God and there are other times we just give it a go. Hello? I don't know about you, but everything I do and everything I pray, I don't hear. I don't hear a, a specific word from God. That's what I'm believing for. It's what I stand for. But there are times you just got to run anyway. You just got to fight anyway. You just got to stand anyway. Because you got the written word that says you're coming out or the written word that says you're coming through. Whether you have a specific word or not, the Bible says the written word is more sure than any word of prophecy. Yes. Hello? Yes. And sometimes you just got to stand on God said. You said it, I believe it, that settles it. Well, how much of a plan have you got? I don't really have a plan, <laughs> but we're just going to have a go. Most of the people in the Bible that are in Hebrews chapter 11 had a go. They just had a go. They just decided we're just going to get up and do this. We're going to say this anyway. We're going to go anyway. (laughs) Oh, I love this passage of Scripture. It may be that the Lord will work for us for nothing restrains the Lord. Can we all say that? Nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few, whether you got a whole army or five of you. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. More are those who are with us than those who are with them. So many things I could bounce off of this. Elisha, surrounded by the Assyrian army and his servant fears. And he said, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see the reality of the situation. Crazy plan, maybe, but nothing restrains the Lord. <laughs> by from saving by many or by few. So his armor bearer said to him, do all that is in your heart, Jonathan. 
so then, here I am with you. Here I am with you. You got this on your heart, let's do it. Here I am with you according to your heart. So Jonathan says, very well, let's cross over to these men and we'll show ourselves to them, to the Philistines. If they say thus to us, come up, sorry, wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, then we will go. For the Lord has delivered them into our hand. This will be a sign. Great plan. (laughs) A great plan. Depending on an answer, we win or we We go or we don't go. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistines and the Philistines said, look, the Hebrews are coming out their holes where they've hidden. Then the garrison called to Jonathan and his armour bearer and said, come up to us and we will show you something. So Jonathan said to the armour bearer, come up after me for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. And Jonathan climbed up on his hands and knees with his armour bearer after them And the Philistines fell before Jonathan. And as he came up after him, his armour bearer killed them. That first uh, slaughter which Jonathan and his armour bearer made was about 20 men within about half an acre of land. And there was trembling in the camp and in the field. And among all the people and the garrison of the raiders also trembled. The earth quaked. And that, sorry, so that it was a very great trembling. So the Lord saved Israel that day and the battle shifted. Anybody need their battle to shift? Come on, I'm going to ask you, anybody need their battle to shift? Well, sometimes you've got to do something. And it may seem crazy. So today, I want to talk about I have a plan. I have a plan. Can we all say that? I have a plan. (laughs) I have a plan. What sort of a plan? Well, it may not be much of a plan. But it's a plan and God will show himself strong. Point number one, something, sorry, someone must do something. Someone must do something. We're in a day where someone's got to do something. The church has got to stand up and shine. Someone's got to say something. Someone's got to be bold and and say something that's true. Someone's got to stand up to be counted. Someone must do something. At this time, no one was doing anything. They were all hiding away. In the time of this Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody knew what to do. No one was doing anything. They were completely here under the thumb of the Philistines. You even had a situation, which is just crazy, that there were no swords in Israel at this time. No one had any weapons. And they'd so controlled the situation that if you wanted one, you had to go to the Philistine camp and get one from there. Or if you happened to have one hidden away somewhere, there was one sword in Israel and actually Jonathan had it. Amazing. And if he wanted to sharpen it, you know where he had to go to sharpen it? He had to go to the Philistines camp because they had so manipulated the system that there were no blacksmiths in Israel. I mean, how do things get to this craziness? I'll tell you how they get there. One step at a time. Little bit by little bit. It's like you boil a frog. How do you do it? Put it in cold water. That sounds terrible, doesn't it? But (laughs) put it in cold water, turn up the heat. It doesn't realise until it's boiled. It's sort of, 
speaks to me about the society we live in today. Little bit by little bit. Little bit by little bit, erosion by erosion by erosion till you've got five people left who say someone has got to do something. Can we all say that? Someone has got to do something. Small group here in the film, five of them, sitting there. They weren't all whoop, whoop, whoop. They were sitting around in a circle thinking, what on earth? <laughs> How did we get here? We've got to do something. For Jonathan and his armour bearer, there were two. Quill said, we've got to stop Ronan, who was the enemy. We've got to stop Ronan. Jonathan and his armour bearer, we've got to stop the Philistines. The tagline of the whole film is, we cannot stand by and watch evil destroy the universe. We just can't. Quill said, we've got a chance. We've been given a chance. And they said, what? He said, to not run away. I'm not going to stand by and watch. People need Jesus. People need salvation. Number two, the crazy plan. The crazy plan. I have a plan. (laughs) I just love that. I have a plan. Don't you love people? I've got a plan. And then you hear it and it's like, well, it's more of a concept. It's more of just an idea. Let's just give this a go. God loves that. He loves it when people get something on the inside that says, we've got to make that happen, so let's do it. Well, how do we do that? Not too sure yet, but let's just do it. He who watches the weather will never sow. You want all the details? You're never going to do anything. Some things are just crazy. The Bible says the preaching of the gospel is foolishness. Can we say crazy? I don't want to disrespect the Word of God, but you get the point here. It's crazy that we can actually share our faith and a miracle happens on the inside of somebody. It's craziness that little Julian Melfi or little Leonard. I'm going to read your notes. No, I better private. Scribbling away here. I love it. Isn't it crazy that you can just lay hands on somebody and God heals them? I have a plan. What's your plan? Lay hands on them. You call that a plan? Yeah, I do call that a plan. I do call that a plan. It may be crazy. I have a plan. Well, I've got so much financial problems. Well, sow something. Well, that's not much of a plan. Well, it's better than being stingy. (laughs) Come on, what does the Word of God say? It's a crazy plan, it may be. Sometimes we just got to do something no matter how crazy it looks. What about five loaves and two fish? How crazy was that? How crazy was that when Jesus said to the disciples, get them to sit down in groups of 50? I mean, that's massive. We get six groups of 50 out of this congregation this morning. Six groups of 50 
five loaves and two, and loaves, don't think they were like this size, they were like buns. Five hamburger rolls and two fish. Crazy plan. What about shout and the walls will come down? Crazy plan. What about hold your rod over the sea, Moses, and I'll divide it? That's not much of a plan. (laughs) It's a crazy plan, but it's a God plan. It's a God plan. What about Noah's ark? It had never rained on the earth. And Noah said there's going to be rain. Crazy plan that took him all his life. Well, 100 years or so to build that ark. Wow. Crazy plan. God, give us some crazy plans. Come on, where's the people of faith in Citygate Church this morning? Where's the people of faith? Where's the people? You see, if we want it all sewn up, if we want it all detailed so it all makes sense, you don't need God. You don't need God if you can do it yourself. We need some crazy stuff for God to show Himself strong. Come on, can I hear an amen this morning? Number three, what Quill said there. He said, normally life takes more than it gives. And as I was just going through the clip, I just really clearly got in my heart, well, life may take, but God gives. Life may take, but God's a giver. Life always takes more than it gives. Quill said it, sometimes it takes, sometimes it gives. No, life always takes more than it gives, but God always gives more than he takes. He just wants something for him to pour on his flood. He just wants one word for him to cause the mountains to move. He just wants something for him to give a hundredfold return. He just wants one seed in the ground for there to be a mighty harvest. He just wants one conversation and his Holy Spirit will bring conviction. God just wants something because life may take from you, but God is a giver. Number four, We all need a team. We all need a team. Those five people, those five whatever they are, raccoon and a a tree, all he can say, his whole vocabulary in English is, I am Groot. That's it. And that, and one person understands him. And he just says that as a response to everything and that the raccoon understands what he's saying. He went, I am Groot. He said, what do you mean 12% is better than 11%? He was like, he said all of that in I am Groot. It's crazy. It's a real funny film. But don't look at the obvious. Who'd have thought a tree and a man and a destroyer and a green assassin and a raccoon would ever work together? would ever fit together. And actually at the beginning of the film, they all wanted to kill each other. And yet something brought them together for purpose. And that is we're not going to stand by and watch 12 million people destroyed. Sorry, not million. Um, Million people. Don't look for the obvious. Look for the committed 
Bill said, you know what I see when I look around me? I see losers. Uh, He's just really good at saying the wrong thing, Quill. It's really funny all the way through the film. And then he says, oh, no, I don't mean losers. I mean people that have lost stuff. (laughs) We've lost the ability to just be normal people, he said. Just be like everybody else. Well, I don't see that as a loss. I see that as a great gain. So he who loses the low life will gain the high life. He said we've lost our homes, our family, and normal life. But we've gained the high life. I love what the green assassin said. I've spent all my life surrounded by my enemies. I would be grateful to die among my friends. Oh, what a great line. We're not dying. But what a great attitude. I want to fight with my friends. You're an honorable man, Quill. I will stand and fight with you. Isn't it great? That's telling me I need to stop. (laughs) Whoever set their alarm for 10.30, thank you so much. (laughs) I'll see you in my office at 9.30 in the morning. (laughs) I don't even know who it was. That's hilarious. Thank you so much. Point number five, and I'll shut up. (laughs) All God needs is my faith. That's all he needs. He doesn't need perfection. He just wants my faith. Who knows, God might save by many or by few. The numbers make no difference. It's the faith that matters. It's the anointing that matters. It's the Word of God on the inside that's alive that matters. If just two people gather around a vision, it will come to pass. Jonathan and his armour bearer. Do everything that's on your heart. Let's go for this. Aren't you glad you're sort of God's armour bearer? Isn't that great? I know we can compare that in a church. We're each other's armour bearers and all of that. But today I want to say I want to be God's armour bearer. I want to say, God, do whatever you, do whatever. If it means climbing up a cliff, I'm up for it. If it means we're going to face Philistines, they've all got swords and we've only got one and the armour bearer's got it. How did they fall before Jonathan? It says, so Jonathan went through, he must have gone bang. And then the armour bearer came up and stabbed him. So Jonathan went with nothing. Isn't that incredible? You see, when you got the Word of God, you got everything you need. When you got the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you got everything you need. When you've got a, a sense of God's direction in your life, you got that spirit of faith, whether it's Caleb at 85, give me the mountain, whether it's the mighty men of David, one stood and killed 600 Philistines, I think with a jawbone of an ass or something. And then there's another one, his hand froze to his sword, defending a field of lentils. Wow. God just wants your faith. Whether it's the least hiding in the wine press, God says you're a mighty man of valour. Come on, is there anybody here that's going to do something? Is there anybody here that understands we're all part of a team? Is there anybody here who's going to be prepared to run with a crazy plan? Is there anybody here that understands that God's a giver? 
Is there anybody here that's going to allow that spirit of faith to move mountains before them and open doors which no one can shut? Can we all stand to our feet this morning, please? And perhaps you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. We're not just talking about having a positive attitude here today. We're talking about giving your life to Jesus Christ. We've sung it all the way through today. He's your Saviour. He's good. He's your Lord. I can look back to 1984, the day I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And I know that's an expression we use, but really it's a day where I saw that Jesus died for me and loved me. And I had no choice but to say, God, you are awesome. I heard somebody speak once about God has a right over your life. He doesn't abuse that right. He doesn't control that right. But he's paid a price for you. He's paid a price for you. If you'd paid a price for something and it was stood in a shop and you'd spent everything you had to get hold of that thing, wouldn't you want it in your, in your possession, as it were? God's paid for our lives. His precious blood has paid a price to give us eternal life. Friend, I want to ask you today, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Perhaps you once walked with God, but you don't anymore. Perhaps life has given you what it's given these guys. We've lost stuff. We've lost family. We've lost money. We've lost friends. We've lost, we've lost our cities. We've lost, one had lost his whole, his whole planet. Every reason to say, I'm not fighting for anybody else. Where were they when I was going through it? Come on, with every eye closed and every head bowed today, we're in the presence of Almighty God. There are people here today and online, if you're watching online, please don't harden your heart today. The Bible says don't harden your heart when God is speaking. God loves you. We were singing today about the love of God and the Bible says, I have known and I have believed the love that God has for me. Friend, do you know the love and do you believe the love that God has for you? His love is overwhelming. His love is life-changing, transforming. But you need to respond. You need to take a breath and go, oh God, <sighs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving me and dying for me. If there's anybody here today and you know you've got to respond, say, Jesus, will you, will you come into my life for the first time or perhaps you need to come back to God today. And if that's you, this is not a show today. I know we've had some fun, and, but you're standing in the presence of an almighty God who shed his blood to have eternity with you in heaven. Friend, if that's you and you want to respond to this message today, I'm going to ask you to do one thing really boldly, really confidently, without anybody staring around, looking around. This is between you and God. If you're here today and you say, yeah, Pastor Jay, I want to know the love of God in my life. I need to give my life to Jesus or I need to come back to God. If that's you, I'd like you to lift your hand as high as you can in this auditorium right now, please, and online as well. Is there anybody here today to say, yep, yeah, I need to come to God today. I need to come back to God. First time decision, coming back to God. Is there anybody in this room? We ask this question every week, so this is not unusual for us. Friend, if you're here today, please, 
Will you respond to Jesus Christ? Thank you, Lord. Let's all pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. You demonstrated your love by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you today as my Lord, my Saviour, and my friend. By the help of your grace and your power, I'll never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God some praise here today?